inside this squared circle. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The Squared Circle Digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. Saturday, you know what that means. We are high atop the beautiful Inter-Miami CF Stadium here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, overlooking the downtown skyline. Alex Aguirre running the controls for me this week, so we'll be getting him involved here in all of the wrestling talk. And we had some good stuff going down this past week. Some good shows. It's funny, though, because I felt SmackDown usually, which is uh, to me is one of the better products being put out, was uh, kind of mild this week compared to the other ones. It started on Sunday with the NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day pay-per-view. So we'll dive into that. We'll take a look at a little bit of the Monday Night Raw, the SmackDown, WWE getting ready for the Elimination Chamber, AEW. They're getting ready for that in March, was it third, March 2nd card with Shaq going to be involved. And also you're starting to see some stuff gearing up for the Revolution pay-per-view. So a lot to get to. Alex, I'll bring you in right now. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing good, you know, beautiful view, nice, a little chilly this morning. I don't know, I don't know about you. You always come in with short sleeves, so. Oh, I, I can. I used to go in the snow as long as there's no wind. Oh, okay. I go in the snow in tank tops. Damn, nah. Like it was a little chilly today, and it was like probably 65 degrees. I was like, because like yesterday it was like 80. So. There was a nip in the air this morning. Yes, yeah, it was. a little bit, a little bit. But no, everything's good. Beautiful view. Yes. Yeah, and actually, next week, let's let's discuss this real quick before okay. we dive into the wrestling. Next week, All right. I will have a lead-in starting up with Mr. Alex Aguirre and Christian Chase. That's right. They'll be going deep into the count, talking Major League Baseball, some Marlins. Give us just a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll give you two minutes of, of my showtime. Two minutes, wow. To explain uh, the lead-in show starting next week. We will move to 8 o'clock. From 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock, you will have sports talk right here on SideRadio.com. Local sports talk right here at OnSideRadio.com. Mr. Geary, what will we get going deep into the count? Well, Sean and everyone listening, deep into the count, it's with me and one of the contributors from Five Reasons Sports, Christian Chase, he covers the Marlins with them. So we are combining forces. We are doing a tag team, a sort, you know, for, you know, we're doing a wrestling there show. We so go, I got, there, there we go. Yeah, I hey. like it. I like it. So we are teaming up to uh, talk about, obviously, the Miami Marlins. Um, they have a lot to talk about, even though they're predicted to be last in the standings because they, they have one of the best farm systems in Major League Baseball. So this spring training alone we have a lot to talk about with their youth and their development and who's going to be in the starting rotation and the cl- the clutter of outfielders they have with the signing of Adam Duvall and Corey Dick- Dickerson installing Marte and then the loads of prospects that are that play the outfield position so we'll talk about that you know playing time and whatnot in Major League Baseball they changed the baseballs so mm-hmm. we'll see if that affects the home run count as yeah, well. Yeah, they deadened them, right? Yeah, something like that with the laces as well. So we'll talk about you know how that affect you know the pitchers and the hitters as well, and talk about different trades. A lot of big names haven't been signed yet, like Yasiel Puig. So we'll, talk, we'll, we'll update our listeners with the free agent free agency as well in spring training. So yeah, a lot of talk about Major League Baseball, especially now with like kind of a full season compared to last season with only sixty games. 
I, I think I went over two minutes. I'm sorry. No, that, that's actually, I'm watching it right now. It just hit two minutes. Perfect. Yeah. It's that radio timing you got right there. And that is going to be deep into the count. That will be the lead-in from starting at 8 o'clock next week right here at OnSideRadio.com. Then I'll have your airwaves at 9 with the Squared Circle Digest. And, of course, at 10 o'clock, David Dwork, Chirpin' the Cats will get you going. Hockey, Florida Panthers, probably the best team in South Florida right now. Then Austin Robillard will have you from 11 to 1. Kai's Corner at 1. And J-Rod, the experience, will close it out up until 4 o'clock. And, of course, Sunday, they get you started at 7 a.m. at Sunday Sports Drop. And, of course, one-on-one at 9 with Juan Cardona, and that's Jazz Santana with the Sunday Sports Drop. Well, what I want to talk about is something that happened last Sunday. It was the NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day pay-per-view. And I got to tell you, I thought it was going to be a good card. But this was probably the best takeover in a while in a while overall overall card i'm not saying from top to bottom on this card i i thought was one of the better ones there's been probably other matches that in the takeovers that that could go with some of the matches that were on this card but from top to bottom this card to me what was one of the better cards they've had at a vengeance or at an nxt takeover pay-per-view and I think it showed for them when you saw their rating kind of go up the Wednesday afterwards. They, they finally used some of the pay-per-view, and now they got – let's see if they can keep the momentum. I want to go over some of the card. Uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, again, I think Raquel Gonzalez is, is going to be the future of that division. She has changed so much since she debuted. Her in-ring work. It's gotten a lot better. I think it's still good. She's got more. She's not at the ceiling. She's not at her ceiling at all. They picked up the win, and then you saw on uh, WWE NXT this week, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax confronted them. So look for them to get a shot. Here here was the match I thought was going to be the the match of the night and possibly could have turned out that way. Johnny Gargano. And Kushida, again, these two guys go. They they have there's, – there's no off switch for these two guys. They, they go full blast. And, again, just the wrestling. Hang on, when you're watching a match, you're, they're telling a story inside the ring. And I, I just thought that they hit it on all aspects of it, the buildup to the match – the even the the Austin Theory situation with Dexter Loomis before the match. All of a sudden, it's Johnny Gargano against Kushida. Nobody else there. Johnny Gargano pulls out the victory, and I thought it was a great match. And and now we'll see where it goes. Because again, I I think both these guys could be up. I know they're both quote-unquote, air quotes, smaller guys. And I hope they stay at NXT. But they both have talents to be on whatever. If you want to call the Raw and SmackDown the main roster, uh, I think NXT is its own brand. Um, But both of those guys could go with either ones. I think the 
surprise of the night was what happened next. Grizzled Young Veterans, they were in the finals of the Dusty Cup the year before. Make it again this year. Everybody thinking they're going to probably win it. And MSK, the new tag team that has come on with uh, Wesley and Nash Carter. A great tag team, by the way. Great tag team. And this this match right here, I think, again, when they came in, they came in right into the Dusty uh, Cup, into the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They were being pushed from the beginning. This kind of just put the little extra fuel in the rocket pack that's jetted them to the top of uh, probably the tag team rankings in the NXT. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. Where do they go next? Do they get an NXT title shot? Do they get pushed around a little bit? Because right now they've been skyrocketed right to the top. The women's match, I didn't think, disappointed. Um, it was entertaining. It was it was what it needed to be. It was a triple threat. Ladies match, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. And all of them shined. All of them, it was a good match. The problem, I think, was that you saw some of the other matches leading up to that. And it was a good match. It wasn't as, you know, as exciting or a lot of the moves. Very hard-hitting match. And then you got to the hardest-hitting match of them all. Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. And you saw by the end of it, this match, this isn't over. Dunne, uh, Lorcan. And Birch attacking Balor at the end. Of course, the save made by the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly. And then they gave it to us, right? They gave us that moment to where it's like, aha. Because that whole pay-per-view... Had you going. It did. But then they threw the cherry on the top when Adam Cole. The final shot you see is the four of them standing there. Finn Balor, they're giving the undisputed sign. Finn Balor starts to do his guns super kick from Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly starts arguing with them. Super kick for O'Reilly. He leaves Roderick Strong just kind of looking confused. That's how the show went off the air. They made you want more. They made you want to tune in on Wednesday to see where this was leading. Still didn't beat out at AEW. And again, I don't like the whole thing now with the ratings war. I don't think there's a ratings war. These are two great wrestling shows. But their ratings were up. Significantly from the week before. People tuned in to see the fallout from Vengeance Day. And Kyle O'Reilly came out and wanted to, to go at Adam Cole. Roderick Strong comes out. They end up making a six-man with them later on in the show. The end of the show, here comes Adam Cole out, nails Balor. 
Goes to leave. There's Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly was given the benefit of the doubt. You're kind of looking like, oh, what's going to happen here? He hits O'Reilly, picks him up, suplexes him on the steel steps. And then that's where it kind of things took a turn, right? There was uh, reports that uh, it was stretched out because he had had uh, seizures. You know, again, WWE it went off the air. It's it's Triple H checking on O'Reilly. There's there's things going on. You got fans, few fans back in the Capital Sports Arena there, and some reports come out that 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 looked like he had a seizure. False reports, by the way, or at least that's what WWE is telling us. And Kyle O'Reilly himself came out and said he was selling. The injury. Sold it so well he had the fans there. Believe me, he may have had a seizure. I got texted by some people saying, did you see what happened to Kyle O'Reilly? He had a seizure. It's being, you know, again, some people are saying that he had a seizure. Kyle O'Reilly got gotcha. you. WWE NXT's got you. People are invested in this. I'll tell you this much. I did not want to see the Undisputed Era end now. But I think they've come to a spot where, where do you go with them? They had the run with uh, Pat McAfee and Lorcan Birch done. But after that, what What's next? If you remember O'Reilly and Cole, oh, Ring of those matches, this is going to be a great feud. And then you throw Balor in there as well, depending on how they run this. Maybe Pete Dunne, a four-way. They they have put in place. Enough where you can get emotionally involved right now, invested into what's going on in NXT. And and you see this on a lot of the card that they're doing right now. They're making you invest in the characters of NXT. And this is my plea a little bit to WWE. Let them stay there at NXT. Let these characters grow. Because right now, every time somebody steps up to Raw or SmackDown, you don't see that same effect. Damian Priest? Uh, they've paired him with Bad Bunny. He's helped Bad Bunny win the 24-7 championship. He's, they, they're doing something with him. Keith Lee? Mm. Retribution? Eh. Who from NXT has made the jump and stayed as hot as they were when they were in NXT? Some of that could change. Keith Lee might have an opportunity this Sunday, possibly. 
And they said he was injured or some other stuff going on there, so I don't know if he's going to be in the pay-per-view. He's scheduled to be in a triple threat with Riddle and Lashley. And we're going to dive into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view when we come back. And as we were discussing, next Saturday, February 27th, 8 a.m., baseball fans will go deep into the count with Alex Geary and Christian Chase. Catch the show at Talks Marlins and all the big stories in the major leagues. Next Saturday, February 27th, 8 a.m., catch the debut deep into the count only exclusively right here at OnSideRadio.com. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Be a part of the show, reaching out to us on the phone, 888-441-4623, or give us a text, 844-416-8123. The text line again, 844-416-8123. One of the phone lines, probably in about the third segment or so. So I want to get into uh, the pay-per-view that's happening this Sunday. And we'll talk AEW in the next segment as well. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Now, I remember this used to be the pay-per-view leading into... I'm trying to remember when it... There used to be only one pay-per-view leading into WrestleMania. This was kind of that that pay-per-view. They backed up uh, the pay-per-view this year because of the pandemic and some other things. And then they added the... I guess Fastlane. Pay-per-view. Now, the Elimination Chamber this week, let's go over some of the matches that are going to be on the card, looking at it. You saw this match kind of take shape last night. The Women's Tag Team Championships, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. This is like the go-to for when, when WWE has no idea what to do. The go-to is find a match that you're going to have pitted against each other. Let's make them teammates and put them together to go for tag team gold. I don't like this. It's the same thing that we just, they just got the belts off Charlotte and Oscar where you had your champion, Oscar, who is set to defend the title. Finally. I don't remember the last time she defended the women's title, the raw women's title, but now you're doing the same thing with your SmackDown ladies title. And uh, I meant to say title, not title. Thank you. Thank you. Alex. <laughs> But now you have an opportunity, and now you're going back to the same. You have so many tag teams that deserve a spotlight or a chance. I mean, on that same pay-per-view, you had Natalia and Tamina win a match. It was not the greatest of matches. You have the Riot Squad there. Lana, Naomi, just had Dakota Kai and Craig Gonzalez win the Dusty Cup. This is this is where you go. I get it. This is probably a throwaway match. Probably going to be on the pre-show. 
Maybe you just want to keep Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair on on a pay-per-view where they're being seen leading up to the road to WrestleMania. I just I just don't understand why you have to put them in for the titles. I don't get that whole thinking. So if Bianca Belair and Sasha win the titles. So Sasha doesn't defend her title all the way up to WrestleMania. The only other thing I can see you doing that that would make it me invest in this is to have one of them turn on each other, and I don't think you can do that. Do you turn Sasha again, make her heel? Bianca Belair right now is is at the top of the game as a as a face. I don't think you can let either of them get pinned in this match. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that match and where it falls on the card. Does this card, and I get it, the elimination matches is really five six matches in one. I understand that because everybody's got to get pinned. The last one standing, or last one remaining, is your winner. So, yeah, I get, get it. But there's only three other matches right now unless stuff changes. And one of them is the women's champion, Asuka, who's supposed to take on Lacey Evans. Uh, the pregnancy angle with Ric Flair, which apparently, you know, Lacey Evans, uh, at least what I'm reading. And, again, I, I don't report. I just kind of read through. It appears that maybe she. It is a uh, shoot pregnancy. So who fights Oscar now? Who do you put in that spot? Do you take Oscar off the card? She finally has a chance to defend her title, and now here. What do you do? Again, we'll have to see how that goes. The United States Championship, Lashley, Keith Lee, Riddle. Keith Lee, well, there's possibly an injury. There was COVID before. Is he going to be there? Is it, If it's Keith, is, is Riddle versus Lashley. I think if it's a triple threat, I would love to see Keith Lee walk out with the title. You could surprise people and and uh, let Riddle maybe win the title. I think with the way Bobby Lashley and this the character development that he's gone through with the Hurt Business, I don't think he needs the U.S. title. But also I think what you have to have happen is I don't think you can have him get beat in this match. So as a triple threat match, if it stays that way, you know, maybe he beats down... You know, however you want to do this. If you want to put the title on Keith Lee, you know, you have them maybe double-team Lashley out of the ring somehow or Lashley take himself out of the match. Lee hits Riddle with something, one, two, three. The other way around, Lashley maybe gets the full Nelson on Lee, beats him down, Riddle catches him with a knee, knocks him out of the ring long enough to get the three count. A lot of things you can do in there, but I think if it's triple threat match, now is the time to get the title off Lashley. He does not need the title. He's turning into a monster. Let that run. He doesn't need the gold holding that down, honestly, right now. 
Uh, looking at the first Elimination Chamber match, it's going to be a chance at the Universal Championship the same night. Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, King Corbin. Sami Zayn, Corbin, I don't know if I can make an argument for, for them winning this match. We're looking at this, okay? Because, again, remember, the same night you get a shot at the Universal title. Now, is it going to happen right after? You get the one, two, three. Reigns comes out. Is it fighting right there? Is it going to start the show and then later in the night you get uh, a shot? It hasn't been unfolded yet. But when I look at this, Cesaro, you can do one of two ways. He can win this match. The feud with Rollins is, is, is getting electric now. Rollins can come out and cost him his one chance at the Universal Championship. I can see that happening. Jey Uso winning it. Will he, will he fight the head of the table again? We've seen this play out. Or does he just lay down? Daniel Bryan, I don't think this is this is the time to give Daniel Bryan the win to take on Roman Reigns with the with the everything pointing to Roman Reigns kind of steamrolling into WrestleMania. Do you give Daniel Bryan a shot after going through the elimination chamber and then maybe he gets beat down so much that, you know, Easy pickings for Roman Reigns at the end of the night, the cost, and where maybe there's another chance for him. I would rather see Daniel Bryan go a different way rather than winning this elimination chamber match to just set up to get destroyed by Roman Reigns. Kevin Owens, though, does interest me in this. Two guys interested me last night, and I thought they did a great job of having Edge. This is one of the things I liked about what they did on SmackDown was all the guys in the Elimination Chamber coming up the edge. Talking. Two guys, Cesaro and Kevin Owens. Intrigued me taking on edge. Cesaro, we know, is going to be with Seth Rollins. More than likely, looks like heading into WrestleMania, which I'm for that. I'm all for that. When Rollins jumped Cesaro last week, at that moment I said, I can't wait to see how this goes. And if that is going to be a match at WrestleMania, hey, so be it. I'm sure Cesaro wants to be in a main event style match and going for a title and everything else, but I think him and Rollins could do a possible show stealer on one of those nights. Kevin Owens. Think about this. Now, finally, he gets that payoff. He wins the, the elimination chamber. Could you sneak... And, and this is this is where, again, you saw Roman Reigns. What did he do? He speared Edge at the end of the night, right? Does Edge come out? All of a sudden, KO pins Reigns with the help of Edge. And the only reason I say this is because now you still have one more pay-per-view. 
leading up to WrestleMania. So you could slide the title back onto him. Or you could even work it and be, you know, somewhere in the contract. The next night, the next SmackDown, you take the title back off Kevin Owens. But for that little bit, it's a little bit of a swerve. To where Kevin Owens finally gets some revenge on Roman Reigns. You've seen him the last three times be so close. Will they do that, though? Because, again, all arrows are pointing at Roman Reigns steamrolling into WrestleMania. And then also, the WWE Champion McIntyre, Hardy, Orton, Styles, Kofi Kingston, and Sheamus. Sheamus will enter last. Thanks to win the gauntlet match on Raw. Looking at this card. Looking at who's in the match. I I think they've set this up to where McIntyre, you're going to see Orton probably with The Fiend at WrestleMania, I would think. AJ Styles kind of looks like it's going toward a New Day type thing with what uh, him almost did this week. So you can see Kofi and AJ together. Jeff Hardy's kind of there. Sheamus and McIntyre could lead up to Backlash. Again, they, they have positioned themselves enough to where they could do some changes here at this pay-per-view and then build back up. But you got to do something to where you don't kill the steamrolling momentum for your champions heading into WrestleMania. But also, I don't think that you can have them just steamroll through these Elimination Chamber matches as well. Gonna be a nice little balancing act that WWE is gonna have to do at the elimination pay per view, and that it's gonna be this Sunday, seven o'clock, WWE Network, of course. Weeknight six to seven, catch game night with Michael Christian. Listen to the show that provides the smorgasbord gamers' love and sports fans' desire. From breaking sports news to the latest in game culture, catch game night with Michael Christian from six to seven p.m exclusively at OnSideRadio.com. Listen to OnSideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnSideRadio.com, South Florida sports leader. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. The call line, 888-441-4623. Text us at 844-416-8123. You can reach me on social media at Sean underscore Stanley 11. That's Sean spelled the right way, S-E-A-N underscore Stanley 11. Dive into some AEW. We talked a little uh, WWE NXT Vengeance Day pay-per-view and then also looked at the Elimination Chamber. That is this Sunday. If you missed any of that, check out the podcast at all podcasting platforms. Just search Squared Circle Digest. will pop up. Download. 
Thank you, everybody that's going in. Numbers are going up. I appreciate that. And you can interact with the show. Yes, we're here Saturday 9 to 10, but you can interact anytime. Again, the text line here at the station is open 24 hours. 844-416-8123. And then also online, or sorry, on Twitter or Instagram at Sean underscore Stanley 11. AEW this week. I want to send congratulations to Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. They're having a girl. It's your future AEW Women's Champion in the ranks there. So congrats to both. Cody's got a, I know he's nursing a injury. Torn rotator cuff. Looks like he'll be good to go against Shaq. So we'll see how that rolls out. Uh, Sammy Guevara got into a little bit of... uh, Issues with Impact Wrestling. Depending on which stories you hear, which stories you read, which stories you listen to. Looks like Chris Jericho and Don Collis kind of had a idea to have Sammy Guevara go to Impact. Impact wrote him into some tag team and six-man tag matches. He wanted to go into singles matches. A little bit of back and forth. And Impact decided uh, not to use him. Uh, Jericho, a little egg on his face, supposedly. Well, again, depending on which stories you hear or read, AEW now appears everything's been kind of smoothed over with that, and Sammy Guevara was not on. don't remember seeing him on uh, AEW this week. He was brought up in a thing where Chris Jericho said, uh, Sammy, you're dead to me. Don't know if that was in reference to any of the ongoing (laughs) situations of Jericho not looking the greatest light with impact. But again, they have done well with that inner circle. I think that's one of the good things going on AEW. A lot of good things going on AEW. Another thing is Hangman Page, Dark Order. You saw him kind of sneak back in this week, right? Hardy thought he outsmarted... uh, Hangman Page, met him at the bar, got him drinking, had him sign a contract. Matt Hardy, for as long as you've been in pro wrestling, you would think you would know. You would think you would know that whenever you sign a contract, something bad's going to happen to the other person. Matt Hardy thinking he's sign- signing Hangman Adam Page to where he gets 30% of his winnings and an actuality he has signed on to face him in a match. And then also, Kenta, Moxley. That's going to be happening, I think, next week. NJPW World. Saw a little bit more of Kenny Omega and Moxley happening on the AEW. And now, apparently, an exploding barbed wire deathmatch coming to AEW. Again, we talked about Cody looking back at a feud from a long time ago, Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco when he was looking at uh, Lee and Q 
QT Marshall. Sorry, I almost, almost forgot QT's name. Now you hear that Omega has been looking at old FMW, Frontier. Marshall Wrestling. Getting ideas. This, this is, again, students of the game. And now they're going to bring that out. Going to be interesting to see how, again, it's probably it's going to be a pay-per-view. But how do you build up to that match on TNT? Yeah, you can get away with a little bit because you're on TNT cable TV. But to get to the violence that's going to be needed in an exploding barbed wire death match? Don't know that you're going to be able to get to that ranking on uh, on TNT, but we'll see. Because AEW, again, pushing all the right buttons. Thought a little bit of a hiccup with the Impact AEW. And then also now this week also there's come out that some of the uh, NJPW, you saw some of their guys, uh, Finjuice, show up at Impact. So it looks like this is, this is going to become quite interesting to see how these three Impact AEW, New Japan, working together. When you see this work, again, one promotion, not going to be able to battle Vince McMahon and the, the Evil Empire, if you want to call it that. Start getting all these other companies together now. Start turning some heads. <laughs> I'll get it turned once we get done here. When you start turning heads and getting eyes on all this product, now, you know what? Things could get interesting. Are there competition right now for WWE? No, by no means. When you look at the numbers that are happening on Wednesday, until they can get numbers on Wednesday to rival Monday and Friday that you're seeing on Raw and SmackDown, it's apples and oranges. Saturday, sports fans have a place to talk sports and gambling when the J-Rod experience takes over every afternoon. Tune in every Saturday from 2 to 4 as Jim provides you the sports investment information you need to have a little fun on the weekends. That's the J-Rod experience, 2 to 4. Only onsideradio.com. Back to the Squared Circle Digest. To call the show, 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing it back in high atop, Inter-Miami CF Stadium. You heard the number to call. And we're going to go right out to the phone lines here. We got uh, Tony on the line. Tony, got about a minute. What do you got, buddy? Well, 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 Sean is the lamest elimination bell in the in the last in the past history with elimination chamber. I'm I'm going to try to get excited for this Sunday pay per view. If I was going to pick the men's match of face Roman, it would be Cesaro because it's a fresh matchup and Tavares need to get need to get the push. We see another Kevin Owens, and you don't want to waste uh, a waste uh, uh, waste. Uh, 
the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns matchup, hopefully in WrestleMania. But that's gonna be my pick for for the limited chip for, for Chris Roman. I think Drew's gonna win against in, in the men's in the men's side. I think he's gonna hold on to the belt and we're gonna still have that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre build for WrestleMania for, for this WrestleMania coming season. Awesome, Tony man. Thanks for your time, buddy. I appreciate it. Right, and buddy, make sure you call next week. And right, um buddy. and I, I can see that happening. I can see it happening. Again, not anybody big, but at this time we're bring in for crosstalk, Mr. David Dwork chirping the cats radio. The Cats, they keep winning. Yeah. They yeah. keep winning. 7-2 last night. What it 10-2-2 two two on the season, if I'm not mistaken? Or do uh, I got 11-2-2 now. 11-2-2. Oh, I think I saw 9-2-2 two two before they, they had the other one. I wanted to ask you real quick before we get to what you got coming up next. Coach Q, the goalie situation. He kept Drieger between the pipes for this last match. 7-2 win. You can't pull him out now, right? Well, They've got the back-to-back. They've got mm-hmm. they're playing again today, so I would expect Bob to be in goal today. But um, yeah, I mean the way that this season is going, I feel like the the momentum has been towards starting Dreger. That certainly the fans are uh, are getting louder in that yeah. regard. But you've got to remember with Bob, it's not like we're giving up on him just yet. He's it's, you know he's still got plenty of talent. Can he get his shit together? Mm-hmm. We'll see. But the team is winning, and they're still being able to put Bob out there, give him chances to start. Yeah. I think. If right now we were chasing for a playoff spot or if we were in a playoff situation, Dreger would be the starter. He's playing better. But until you get to that point of no return, you've got to try to at least work it to where you can get Bob back to his A level. Now let me ask you something because I'm watching this and I don't know hockey at all, so I'm not going to say I do. But I've watched the Panthers, and this year it feels like we are much more aggressive skating up with our defensive guys all the way up near the other goalie, whereas last year – and it seems other times they just kind of stayed back and didn't attack. Is that just something new, or is it just – I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you're not that far off, actually. Uh, the, the skill that they have and the depth that they have allows them to hang on to the puck longer. They're showing a lot more speed, which is probably what you're seeing in that they're getting a little further into the zone. Their defensemen are pushing up further. Their gap control, the gap meaning the distance between the defensemen and the other team's forwards, has gotten a lot more solid, a lot more strict – so, yeah, they're putting a lot more pressure on the opposing teams. It looks like they're playing a much more aggressive style, but they're really just playing with a lot more speed. Mm. Um, but that's basically you're seeing the fruits of their labor and how well and how deep they are that they can continue to play that aggressive and that well at the puck no matter who's on the ice. There you go. David Dork, what do you got going on tonight? Well, we're obviously going to talk about last night's big win and just the, the last week in general. you got big wins over Tampa and Carolina. Any questions that we're about, are the Panthers for real? Well, I think those have been answered now. <laughs> They so, are they're the best team in South Florida right now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. God. I mean <laughs> I mean, right now, right? They're they're the story. Yeah. I mean, even the teams that aren't playing right now, like the Dolphins had a great season, but I mean, nobody has gotten off to a start like this. No. I mean, the Panthers are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. It's it's mind blowing. Now for for you on your end, and I know we gotta cut it up here, but are you seeing more buzz around uh, oh, yeah. more coverage as far as oh, yeah. what you're seeing going on right now? Yeah. And that's not terribly surprising. It might be surprising because it hasn't happened around the Panthers that much, but that says they haven't had the success that much. Yeah. This town loves a winner. Yeah. They're going to get behind a winner no matter what. I agree. You know, I mean, there could be a big national story about a high school team, and you'd get you know, yeah, 20,000 people out to a high school game mm-hmm. if it gets enough ink. This mm-hmm. town loves a popular, happy story. The Panthers keep winning. The Panthers keep getting ink. Oh, yeah. And he is a winner also, David Dwork. Turbin to Cats Radio coming up next right here on SideRadio.com. 
On-site, on-site, on-site radio. No station in South Florida provides more live and local sports talk. Follow us on social media at Onside Radio.